the pudding, and the pudding in this case is a football. Boom! Eat my goal! The goalie has got football pie all over his shirt. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. Uh, on this episode, I am joined by Halifax Wanderers defender Dan Nimick. Welcome to the show, my friend. Happy to be here, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, really buzzing to have you on. It's uh, the city has a happiness around that after we got that win on Saturday. So it's great to have one of the guys on just to kind of walk through a little bit. So uh, my first question is, how's the feeling around the group after that massive win on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, obviously. Um... We needed that win, I think, for the for the team morale, and and it's a it's a big relief for everyone. Everyone's buzzing. Um, we we were we were able to get a couple of days off after that, um, nice. which was unheard of with Patrice. So, <laughs> so that so that was nice. Um, just able to relax a bit, and yeah, I think it's a a big relief off everyone's shoulders. So, hopefully, we can we can improve on that now and and really build off it. Is it true that Matt Egan was seen crying after the game? <laughs> I'm not sure if there were tears, but uh, he, was, he was definitely happy. You'll have, you'll have to ask him about that. So, so we started off the game with a, like it was a kind of the complete opposite of the York game. Uh, it was like a very high press from the start. There was a lot of energy. We kind of suffocated Valor at the back. Was that like the game plan from the tree starting out, or did you just naturally kind of build into that? Yeah, I think um, we wanted to be a bit more aggressive. Uh, in previous games, we've had a bit of a line of confrontation. We we kept that here, but but I think with Thiago up there, he's always going to bring so much energy and he's able to press like that for a lot of the game and along with Callum as well, bringing energy. So I think I think having those guys in there really helped that a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, after that York game, it was a bit, it was a wake-up call for everyone, I think. And um, I mean, we couldn't come out in front of the fans again and put on a performance like that. So I think everyone was was ready to go and and getting after it from the first whistle. Yeah, as you mentioned, like Callum rightly got the the plaudits, but like Thiago was, he had like such a great game. So how important is it having a striker that will run himself into the ground like that? I mean, like he created a second goal from coming into the side on the player and stuff like that. How important is the team having having a guy like that? Yeah, I mean, I think Thiago will tell you he knows what kind of player he is, and that's that's exactly what he's going to bring every time he plays is that energy and. And I think other players feed off that when they see their, their nine running his legs off, pressing the centre-backs, leaving his feet, sliding the centre-backs to try and get a block. I mean, that just brings energy to everyone else and everyone has the has the confidence to go behind him and, and go with him. And I think you could see that. So for yourselves, like, you know, getting two goals is amazing, but we also got the clean sheet. Um, so how happy were the back line in, in that and... For yourself, like having Jan in behind you, he just doesn't seem to make too many mistakes. Like how how cool is it having like a player like that that you know you can kind of depend on? Yeah, Jan. I mean, he's got so much experience. Um, I mean, it's good to listen to him, what he has to say, and then obviously knowing that knowing that he's going to be there if you guys do let one through, he's probably going to be there to help you. But I mean, that clean sheet was just a full full team defensive performance. I mean, I think a lot of teams have been looking at us, and one of the easy things to say is that. Maybe we can get caught in transition a little bit because we're a we're a possession based team, and I think this game we really locked in on those transition moments, and that started higher up the field, keeping them pinned in there and not letting them get the counters off. Um, and I think of all the games we've had, that was probably Jan's 
easiest game in terms of shot stopping. So, so I'm sure he's grateful for that. But it, yeah, it was, it was it was it was good to get the clean sheet for sure. Yeah, it's true. Like I mean, a lot of, a lot of teams seem to focus on getting in behind their wing backs because they kind of play a lot, kind of higher up a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I very very rarely got in behind us. Um, I, I thought that Jake Ruby had a great game. And where does Zach Fernandez get the energy from? That that guy, like from the start to the finish, is just up and down the wing like a mad person. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jake was Jake was excellent. Unfortunately, he had to come off yeah. at halftime, but I think Christian, when he came on, bought the same level, kept Jake's level that he'd started in the first half. And then Zach, yeah, I mean, if you if you know Zach off the field, um, you can tell he's going to be that type of player on the field. I mean, he's just got <laughs> energy. I've never seen him not have energy. So, yeah, he's just that one of those guys who's just always going. And, and I think you see that in his game as well. It's just It's just great to have that. So how how did you feel your game went? Like it was kind of no game is easy, obviously, but um, they they weren't able to kind of pressurize as much because they weren't getting the ball down their end pretty much. Uh, did did you find it like to be a an easy afternoon and you could just like stroll around or how, how was your game? Yeah, it felt <laughs> like it, it was. It was yeah. I mean, you have those games where where that are easier than others, and I think yeah they yeah I mean we stopped the transition so well up the field that it was kind of us as a back line, our job to, if anything did get through, then we were just stopping it in its tracks. And there was, there was very few moments where we felt like we were pinned in our end, really trying to make last ditch tackles. Um, and then when, yeah, when we had the ball, the way we played, there's just so many options that um, it was pretty easy for me and Kale to, to pick out those passes. So, yeah, um, I think the game went well for us as a back line, but it, it wasn't the hardest game we've had. Nice. Um, so you know, as we mentioned, the the first game obviously didn't go. Uh, first home game didn't go according to plan. Um, this one did. So at the end of the game, you could see the kind of relief from everybody. You just got to celebrate with the fans. Did that live up to the expectation of what you you were told the Wanderers grounds would be like? Yeah, I mean, it was even better than than I imagined it would be. Obviously, we played in front of the the Wanderers fans two times before: once against Vancouver and once against York. Vancouver, we got to celebrate a goal, which was good, and that you got to see a glimpse of of the energy that can be produced there. Obviously, York is one to forget, and then, um, but yeah, this past one, celebrating with the fans, um, I've never experienced something like that in my career, definitely. Um, and yeah, I'd heard a lot about it, but that definitely went above my expectations of of what celebrating there was like. Yeah, I mean, like, like at the end, like I saw, he's all uh, mingling in with the fans. He had like the blue smoke and and all that kind of stuff. It just looked like a blast down there. So it was, yeah, it was, un- it was amazing, unreal. So were you kind of like thinking to yourself, I don't want this to to end, or were you like the Champions League started like five minutes ago? I need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, while I was out there, I, Champions League didn't come across my mind. Once. <laughs> Um, even when we got back into the locker room and we continued the celebrations, I didn't think about it. And then uh, Riley, you know, Riley Ferrazzo, he's yeah. a big, big Inter fan and he was there with it on his phone watching it in the locker room. And I was like, oh yeah, Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I should probably get a shower and get down to the pint as soon as possible. <laughs> so um, just for yourself, like, so obviously new manager for you this year, new systems and stuff like that. So what what qualities uh, does Patrice expect from a centre-back back in the system that he's set up? I mean, obviously, Patrice wants to play a possession style of football. So as a centre-back, you need to be good with your feet. You need to be able to 
make certain passes that I wasn't used to making back in my college career, especially. I've been able to find that split into the midfield, maybe stretch the line with the diagonal. Um, so, I mean, that's the number one thing I think that he looks for in a centre-back. And then obviously being able to read the game and cut out transition and be comfortable, I think, in getting caught in 1v1 situations because the style we play, that's going to happen on transition. So I think, yeah, being able to defend 1v1 and but uh, more importantly, the passing range is, is really important for Patrice and the style he wants to play. So have you found that's a part of your game that you didn't really focus on before and you're actually realising that you're really good at it? Or is it something that you don't have to keep practising in training as you go along? Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at my college team and the way we played, it was pretty much the polar opposite of, of what we play <laughs> here at Halifax. It's, uh, we had three six-foot-four forwards. Just kick it up to them and let them, let them try and <laughs> win the ball. My my hip felt like it was going to fall off after every game in college because I just kicked the ball as far as I could. Um, so obviously here it's a little different because you got to find you would want to build possession and and break lines and and keep the ball on the ground. And I think yeah, that's something that really came along. Um, it's always been a part of my game that I think has been a strength is my passing range. I used to play midfield a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that's definitely the the different types of passes, the splits into the tens, finding the winger, that type of thing. Um, I think has really come on in my game. Yeah. So is so, is that something that um Patrice allows you to do? Do you have a certain freedom with the passes you can make, or are you expected to kind of make a certain type of pass? Because as you mentioned, when you do a diagonal, like they're usually pretty bang on like you're actually really good at diagonal passes but i'm not trying to <laughs> big you up here anything like that but you know like <laughs> is that is that like something that patrice allows you to do or does he be like going if i see you kick one more diagonal pass i'm gonna kick it in the balls no 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 <laughs> patrice doesn't mind the long ones so uh in the week leading up to a game we'll we'll work on like patterns of play and everything as, as i think most teams do and it's kind of like patrice will lay out You've got this option, this option, this option, this option. And it's up to you to decide which option is best in, in each moment. So, I mean, the diagonal is one of the options. And if I see that it's on, then, yeah, I've got the freedom to play that. So, it, so it's up to me. I've got freedom to play, but it's, there's there's certain patterns and, and passes that we like to follow. And if, if I do this, then that type of run will be made type of thing. So there's freedom, but um, there's certain patterns that we like to follow, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, uh, you mentioned kind of Kale there. He was obviously selected for the CPL team of the week this week. Um, you've kind of built a strong relationship. I mean, like you, you guys pretty much play every game together. Uh, did that just develop naturally or was it something that the coaches have realized that you guys complement each other and kind of built, tried to build it together? Yeah, I think I think it just uh, yeah developed naturally when we when we played together. I think the first time was against Forge away. We played together and um, we managed to keep them off the board until the 89th minute. Unfortunately, that one still stings. But um, but yeah, I think it felt natural. Um, we communicate well with each other. We know if someone's stepping, the other one's going to cover. And I think, yeah, it's, it's worked well with, with me and Kale. And, and I think the coaches see that and we're building a, a nice little partnership. And hopefully a couple more of those clean sheets will follow. Nice, nice, nice. So what's your favourite attribute about his game? I mean, I just love how aggressive Kale is. Anyone, <laughs> I mean, I remember in pre-season, um, like obviously we'd be doing a lot of scrimmages, um, 11 v 11 with the team to because 
we don't know how people are going to gel together. So we just want to get a feel for everyone we're doing scrimmages. And I think he injured about three players within the first week of training. <laughs> just he's so aggressive. So I was I was like, yeah, I like that. Um, I mean, he's such a nice guy, but when he gets on the field, he can see red and he'll, he don't care who it is. So, yeah, just his aggressiveness and his, his willingness to go into a tackle is something that I like and I think I could maybe learn from him and add into my game a little bit more. I love that. Just not, just for, not the injuring team. First, first week, three people spark out. I love it. Hey, yeah, <laughs> we, I, he's he's chilled out a bit now, but I thought we weren't gonna have a team left by the end of the season. But <laughs> you playing a forward, uh, so um, you, you know as well, like uh, with the with the back line, you've got Lorenzo sitting in as a six. He's been an unbelievable signing for us. He's, I, I, I think he's probably the best player in the CPL right now. What's it like actually playing alongside a guy? Because he just seems to make, he's one of those people that just makes the game look easy. He never seems to panic. Um, so, like, when, when you pass a ball into him, do you know it's going to stick and he's going to do something with it? Like, like, is that a good thing to have? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He he he, he gets angry at me because um, I don't pass him the ball enough, according to him. <laughs> when we, we go over the stats at the end of every game and, and you can see who you've passed the ball to most. And it's always, I've passed the ball most to Lorenzo, but he still thinks I don't pass him the ball enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, every time you give it to him, you know, he's going to he's gonna make something happen or he's going to keep the ball and, and recycle play. And yeah, just a lot of our rhythm comes through him. And I think you can see that. So, I mean, with his, with his history, you knew he was going to be a good player, but he's definitely lived up to that PSG hype that he had coming in. Um, and yeah, he's a, he's a very good player. So, um, do you think that you should pass the ball to him more? Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to comment on that because, in case he listens, he'll give me crap tomorrow at, at training. Um, yeah, I think I pass it to him enough. I've got to give the ball to some other people as well. <laughs> so, um, obviously, a big thing was made of you being uh, born in Newfoundland. When you when you came down here, you're the first per, uh, player from Newfoundland to play in the league. Uh, going by your accent you don't have much of a Newfie accent so you moved back to England quite quite young but did you know much about uh, Newfoundland growing up did you kind of search back or just it just got your Canadian I've, passport I've, I've seen I've seen a few photos of, of it and that's about it when I was one year old but but yeah I mean it gave me the Canadian passport it means I'm domestic which helps out but um, obviously my dad was in the Air Force in England and he was posted there when I was born that's why I was born there I don't really have any family um I have, a, I have a couple of uh, relatives in Canada, but they're Irish relatives who've moved out here. Um, but yeah, I didn't remember any of it. I've seen a few photos. I don't know if you've seen the photo of me next to the cannon at the Citadel yeah. in Halifax um, when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, it's crazy how I ended up back out here. Didn't even think about it when I was when I was um, thinking about signing. But yeah, I don't really remember much of it, but gives me that Canadian passport, which is nice. Helps out. So uh, who brought out the photograph of you at the, the Citadel Hill? My dad pulled it out of the file somewhere. I don't know where he found it. <laughs> Up in the attic. Had to blow the dust off it, I think. But yeah, he found so, it. Uh, so are you gonna, are you, like, obviously you're not that far from it to like a, an hour and a half plane right away. Are you planning on visiting Newfoundland? I mean, I don't know what I'd do up there, to be honest. I've heard there's not much up there. Um, if you go to St. John, there is uh, St. John's. A there bit. Is, yeah, there's like there's a big street called George Street, and it's all like pubs and clubs and right. 
Uh, yeah, and then there's a, a tradition they do where you like you drink rum and kiss a cog. So there's there's a lot of stuff. Well, maybe to... maybe I'll try that out. No, I, I haven't got any plans right now, but I mean maybe if I think we we'll, we might get a few. We've got a we've got a, about a week and a half between games coming up, so I think we might have a few days off then. So maybe I'll head up there. I never you never know. Exactly. Why would you want to go somewhere sunny when you can go yeah. to St. John's and kiss and a fish freezing. and drink rum, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know you, you you grew up in the Leeds Academy. You were there, like from I think when you was it eight or sixteen or eight or so sixteen, yeah. yeah. So what what was it like? Uh, kind of learning your trade almost like uh, at such a massive club. Like you know you're you're being like everything was probably like the high end of everything. Like what was it like uh, learning to play football there? Yeah, I mean when you when you're there that young, you don't really think about about oh I'm at this big club. It's just playing football every day, really just with your mates. So, um, I mean, you didn't really take that in. I think when I left was when I realized like how, how, how cool it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously good to learn the facilities. Incredible. You see all the, the first team players cars and get excited. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, shame it didn't work out, but. So like, well, the, like what? What did they say to you? Like obviously, as you said, you were there for eight years. It's a long time. Like, was it you're too small? What was was it like? Or does it just like see ya? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cutthroat in in academies. To be fair, in England, I think you'll have a lot of stories like that where it's kind of just you you're there one one moment and then they tell you that they're not that they're not gonna extend anything. But yeah, I was it was under sixteens and my dad got called in. Um, after trade or during training one time uh and then in the car ride back he just told me that they they didn't see a their words were they didn't see a pathway for me at the club so uh and i never went back to training that was that but wow. yeah it's pretty it's pretty cutthroat i think i think um i think my height was a big part of it because i was a i was a outside back at leeds a right back um and I and I think the sports scientist said my final height was going to be when I was, once I was done growing was going to be like five foot eight or five foot nine. In under sixteens, I I grew quite late, um, and then I hit six foot two. Don't know, <laughs> I know how that right? happened. Don't know how that happened, but but yeah. Do, do you ever feel but, like Do you ever feel like knocking up to the guy's house and going like, "Hey, hey, look, it's me." <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. But you know, um, you obviously went on and then you were playing with with, uh, with Harrogate and stuff like that. So then you got to move to the US. Um, it also kind of fascinates me how these uh, scholarships kind of come along. So how how did you get your move to the US? Yeah, I was um I was playing. I, so after Leeds, I bounced around a couple academies, going on trials. No one, no one took me, and then I went to a a spot called it was Ultimate Football Coaching Academy. It was called. It's like a it's like it's not affiliated with any club, but it's like you do you do school and and play football at the same time. And I joined Harrogate Town as well at that time. Um, and then my I don't know how my dad came across the option of going to the US, but we looked into it and it seemed like something I would do, I would enjoy. Um, so we reached out to an agency, Sports Recruiting USA, and they like connect you with colleges and put your profile out there. And then Weston ended up reaching out and and um, rest is history. Flew out there. And did my four years. It was best four years of my life. So it was really good. So it's just so funny how like little 
opportunities like that will just pop up and know. you know you know and it's probably worked out better for you than had you said at Leeds and you probably just would have disappeared into non-league football somewhere so you know you got an exactly, education yeah. out of it and you get to play football in Halifax you know so um, yeah, that's, the, that's the benefit of it isn't it you come come out of there with a degree at the end of it so there's something to fall back on which so, is a positive so as you mentioned you know you played in uh, you played in midfield for like a little bit in college and then uh, you switched to defence What? why was the why was your position changed and how did the skill sets kind of differ? Yeah, well, I, so I went out to, at Harrogate Town, I was a centre-back and I went out to the US as a as a centre-back. I put on my profile that I could also play holding mid. Um, and then I got out there and I, in America, it's a lot on athleticism and being big and strong, especially as a centre-back and especially with my college coach. I told you about how he likes to play football, so... You can imagine he likes those six foot five athletes who should be playing American football, but somehow <laughs> ended up playing soccer. Um, so he got there. I got there. He saw me and he was like, "Yeah, you're not a centre back. Put me in centre mid." Um, and yeah, I was I was struggled a bit my freshman year, and then I was I was decent sophomore year as a centre mid. Um, and then in the summer after my sophomore year, they put me at centre back, and my college coach came and watched me. And I've always been a better, better centre-back than I have been a centre-mid. So he saw me and he was like, OK, he's pretty good at centre-back. And then we got into that June, my junior season and our centre-back got injured. So he moved me back there and then didn't take me out. And then my senior year, I had a good year at centre-back and, and ended up in, in Canada. Amazing. So you, you were selected in the MLS uh, draft by Vancouver. So... What does that actually mean? Like, like, do they did I, like obviously they pick your name out and you get, I'm sure you get excited about it. But like, what what happens in the days after? Like, do they uh, ask you to come in and do trials or what? What kind of way does it work out? Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the draft. So it depends really on the club and what they want to do with their draft picks. It's it's all up to the club really. So they they drafted me that night in the second round. Got a phone call saying congratulations and blah, blah, blah. And they'd figure out the flights, went out to Vancouver for preseason. And usually with most draft picks, they'll do preseason with the first team. Um, and then after that, the club will decide either they want to offer you a second team spot, a first team spot, or they don't want to offer you anything. So it's pretty much like a, a trial for preseason. With me, um, unfortunately, they drafted me and then I, I showed up there. And then they were doing their preseason in Spain with the first team. And the day before they left, they told me they weren't going to take me to Spain and they were just going to put me straight with the second team. Um, and most of the second team hadn't even arrived yet. So there's like seven of us just doing running while they were all in Spain. And I was in rainy Vancouver. <laughs> um, That's a piss so, so, yeah. So I did preseason with the second team. Didn't Didn't even get to train with the first team once, unfortunately. And they offered me a second team deal. But I was like, after after not being able to get even get a look with the first team, I, I decided that something else would be a better fit. And honestly, I'm really happy with my decision to come to Halifax. We all are, man. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like honestly, like it's uh you're you're a hell of a player. Um so you, you know like the big the big news from last week, uh apart from our win and all that kind of stuff was obviously the return of uh Joe Morelli to the uh to the team which surprised everybody because you know he's just had a kid and he's obviously hurt himself and nobody thought we'd ever see him again and now he's back so what was the feeling around 
the team when the, when the news broke and uh, are you looking forward to uh, playing alongside them? Yeah, obviously when you when you hear the news that you're going to get uh, player of the year back, golden boot winner and CPL back, it's always going to be good news, especially when one of the big problems for us so far has been actually scoring those goals. We've been getting in those those spots, but just haven't been able to put that final touch on it. So obviously having him back is good. I'm actually in right now. We keep getting mail to our apartment with Jean Morelli's name on it because we're in his old apartment. <laughs> so I'm hoping, I don't, I'm hoping I don't get kicked out. <laughs> um, but uh, I think they'll find him a new spot, hopefully, fingers crossed, so I can keep this apartment. But yeah, no, the guys are buzzing to have him back. Um, obviously, hopefully, he can get a few goals. He's um he's a huge diva, so if I know him, he'll want our apartment back to say it was spite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm joking, heard, I'm joking. I'm, from, what I've, from what I've heard, if he, if he wants the apartment back, I don't think there's, there's much I can do to <laughs> In the club will give him what he wants, which I is think... fair. Which is fair with his with his um with his pedigree and what he's done. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Uh, so um, my my last question to you is: uh, you're going to play in a five side tournament from the players you played with. Who makes your team? Wow. Okay. This is, this is a good question. I know you said you asked this to Callum, so I should, probably should have been thinking about it. But yeah. yeah. Um, goalkeeper. I'd have to go with my college goalkeeper for my senior year, Hunter Morse. Uh, he got drafted by FC Cincinnati. He like led the led the country in save percentage and clean sheets, everything. So he has to go in there. Um, so Hunter, I'm putting myself in it if you want to. I mean, why not? Hey, yeah, I'll yeah. go. I'll go. I'll go. Me at centre back. What should we play? Diamond. Yeah, me at centre back. Have to go Lorenzo in midfield. Um, my nine would be. See, I'm not going to put any Leeds guys in there because I played with them when, when we were younger. Obviously, they've gone. A, a couple of them have gone on to do good things, but I don't think I can put in like a player I played with when I was 14. Um, so I'll go with my nine. Will be my nine from college. Charlie, he got drafted by Toronto. Um, and then the other midfielder, I mean, Zach and Mass have both been really good this season. So I'd probably have to go with one of those two. I, I can't decide between the two. I think if I go with Mass, Zach will probably have a go, have a go at me. I think, I think if I go with Zach, Mass will be more understanding. And he's just, unfortunately, just unfortunately, when you're a coach, guy. unfortunately, when you're a coach, you have to make these tough decisions. So I'm not going to let you weasel your way out of this. Well, race. how about because I'm on the right side? And Zach's on the right side. I'll go with Zach. Okay. Just to make him happy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Massimo, I'm really sorry that he doesn't rate you. Uh... <laughs> yeah, hey, Mass, you're just not good enough. Mate. Sorry. <laughs> so I just want to recap your team for me, man. I'd really appreciate it. Yeah. So Hunter from college in goal, me at the back, uh, Lorenzo in midfield with, with Zach making those darting runs on the other side for Lorenzo to find. And then Charlie from, from college up top, finisher, That's... scoring goals. That's a pretty solid team, my friend. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you hanging out. It's been great to kind of get to know you a little bit, relive last weekend's festivities. Um, mm -hmm. How are you feeling about this weekend coming up? Yeah, Cavalry obviously tied last time. Felt unlucky with that late penalty call, but, I mean, they had a good amount of chances in the first half to score a couple of goals, and we scored some a freak flash, two goals. So, I mean, hopefully we have a bit of a better performance and, 
can can build off of this past weekend. If we start the way we started against Valor, I think we're going to be okay. I think so. I think so yep. too. Yeah. I think. I think. I think we'll we'll come in. We'll come in flying. Hopefully. Amazing. Thanks, Dan, for hanging out. We really appreciate, uh, yeah. appreciate it. Come on, you Wanderers. Yes, care, sir. Go Wanderers. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Get out! Out to fuck!